0: Hi out there and welcome to Laramore Podcast. Um, this version is going to be a lot different from anything that I've I've really done before. Uh, if you've, if you have tuned in before, it's, it's different. It's going to be different. Uh, you're probably used to hearing me blather on about sports and stats and the upcoming game. Um, but the, uh, the, the field has changed, I guess is the best way to put it. And, uh, I'm, I'm going to be a dad soon in December. So my thought was, um. Do the things you're interested in, podcast what you're passionate about, and what I'm passionate about right now is uh, is that run-up to and becoming a dad. And so I brought on, brought in a very special guest, um, perhaps his podcast debut, I do believe, um, and, and the uh, the man who was the best man at my wedding, and I was the best man at his. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Jake Nabosny.
1: Hello, thanks. <laughs> That's a good intro.
0: You could just use your voice, bud. You de- <laughs> really? No, this is how I always talk, too. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Jake, uh, you've been a dad for a few days now. Um, I guess yeah. just an uh, overview. How's it going?
1: Well, so far, so good. Uh, well, I'm convinced. I don't have a whole lot of excitement to say. It's just a few days, of, you know, getting used to a lesser sleep schedule and crying and diaper changing. You know, the basics
0: (laughs) you're crying or the baby's crying. Me, baby, (laughs) both, little, both, little, both. The, I I guess first I want to get into what a lot of people imagine on the run up to birth. And, and especially from, for me having not experienced it yet again, uh, Kayla and I are due in December. Um, but a lot of people imagine that whole like water breaking and rush to the hospital scenario. Um, I know you guys took a little bit of a different route, I guess. Tell me, tell me more about, about that. Like on, on, on the run up, I I know you guys went to the hospital once and got sent home. What happened there?
1: We actually uh, ended up going to the hospital twice. So uh, we had a fairly uncomplicated pregnancy nothing serious in terms of gestational diabetes or any kind of anything to worry about really from a medical perspective. Um, And Corinne and I hadn't really had any experiences with early contractions or anything like that. So it was a pretty slow-going run up to the 40-week mark. The day before we were due, uh, August um, 28th, 28th. so the 27th, uh, we woke up at about 6 in the morning. Corinne had thought her water broke, which we'd been told was very uncommon. But at the same time, she had started having a bunch of contractions around then. They weren't super close they uh, recommend about five minutes apart lasting a minute each for over an hour um so they weren't quite that but she had felt like her water broke that morning so they kind of checked us out did a little ultrasound and said nope you're good to go you can go home <laughs> so we went home spent the day kind of getting used to what contractions were like and then the next day uh, they started getting pretty close together started reaching that 5-1-1 mark so we went in again they did a little examination found out that she hadn't really dilated anymore. So they told us we could hang around. We walked around for a couple hours, went back, got checked again and they sent us home because nothing was happening.
0: Um, so, I mean, that's gotta be a little <laughs> bit frustrating. Obviously, uh, uh, Corinne, I'm sure was in pain. What, uh, what was your role in all that?
1: Just get yelled at a lot or? No, she was surprisingly calm about it. Um, uh, for being in discomfort for a good amount of time, uh, ended up being around three days total, where we were going through contractions, kind of waiting for things to progress. But uh, I was just kind of a support role. I was there to get her water or Tylenol if she wanted it or rub her back, hold her hand if she was getting really bad ones, which weren't super frequent until the day our kid was born. There you go. But
0: uh, Honest question real quick. Um Sure. I've not gone out to see you in Seattle yet, but I know you take a lot of public transportation. In this scenario, were you uh, were you driving or <laughs> were you on uh, the old public transportation?
1: Oh no, I was working from home after the twenty seventh. So the twenty seventh was a Sunday, so I didn't have to work that day. Okay. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I did work from home days and kind of felt it out to see if we'd need to leave or if we were, you know, just going to hang out at home, and I'd have to be around just in case anything went wrong.
0: So you drove, you weren't on like the train with, with, a in pain
1: practice. Absolutely. So, so you guys
0: finally get checked in, um, after, after third time's a
1: charm, right? Yeah. So actually that time, um, Wednesday we had a OBGYN appointment set up. So we went in for that. They gave Corinne an exam. She'd been having contractions, you know, like I said, for three days. So we went in, sat down and they had some sensors set up on her stomach just kind of watching contractions and how intense they were. And they started getting really bad by that day. In her exam, they found that she had gone from about two centimeters to four and a half. So they sent us over to the maternity ward, told us we were good to go and we should go get checked in. So we did that.
0: (laughs) There you go. So, yeah, not the old uh, dramatic rush to the hospital for you guys. It was kind of a a process,
1: if you will. Right. Um, Right. You go into the maternity ward, they send you into triage and triage sits there and looks at you and they watch your contractions for 20, 30, 40 minutes. Then they'll check your cervix again for how dilated you are. And then if you're moving along reasonably well, they actually admit you to the maternity ward. Okay.
0: Um, so, so you get checked in and, uh, how, how long, how long was corn in labor?
1: Well, after we got checked in, we got checked in probably around four thirty or five o'clock I'd say, um, in the afternoon and they to help her progress since she was having really bad contractions and wanted to get you know kind of over with after three days of dealing with it uh they helped her move along by breaking her water for her which kind of sent her into super intense contraction uh and it helped uh by 9 9 30 we had had our kid so there you go you know about four maybe five hours after
0: the fact. Yeah. Oh, well, and, and real quick, I do just want to say, if you're listening, um, these, <laughs> these podcasts, uh, there, if there's one thing I've learned about having a wife who is pregnant, uh, is that your, um, I don't know how to put it. Uh, the medical procedures are very blunt and, and what goes on is, is very blunt. So the, uh, the language gets harsh, I guess. And the, uh, the imagery might get harsh. So it's probably a little late now, but uh, just going forward, these, these podcasts are going to be um, very straightforward. So uh, yeah, anything like that um, and and not, eh, not to say there won't be humor or anything like that. Right. But they're going to be, this is what happens. This is an experience. So it's, it's, it's all going to be kind of out on the table. Um, So, um, (laughs) here's been my question and i've asked this a few times um and and i asked you via text message as well and i've i've talked to a couple other people about this and and here's my thought on it like they so the the idea that the the dad gets to cut the umbilical cord um i'm i'm not i i think i'm overthinking this a little bit uh but i i don't understand (laughs) i don't understand the appeal of it um I, I I think it was kind of invented. I, the reading I've done is basically well, the dad didn't feel very involved, so uh, we let him cut the umbilical cord. And from where I am sitting, I am like, eh, why do I have to perform minor surgery like with all these doctors around? Um, but uh, I, I've heard, and in, in, I, I, we'll go over this with other people we talk to as well. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not really a huge point of contention. It's just a weird, like, it's a weird thing we do. I feel like. Um, how, how was that experience for you? Was it, uh, was it moving?
1: I mean, not particularly. It was, uh, I mean, we'd been in the hospital for most of the day and it was kind of exhausting. I'd been standing around, moving around, getting corn things like water or ice to chew on when she was in labor. You know, it wasn't the most thrilling of moments. We had kind of gone through the whole process, you know, pushed out a kid kind of like, all right, we clamped the umbilical cord. Here are some scissors cut right here. So I did. That was it it was uh really not intense you know strong feelings on my end but it like you said it was just kind of nice to have a part to play I guess because otherwise I was just there to basically be a glorified servant just yeah you're
0: the you're the water can <laughs> you're the water boy right like you you want some ice yeah. you want some yeah um and I think i'm I'm fine with that role I and I'm sure uh, people are gonna differ um I, I'm sure for some people that is probably the uh, Maybe it feels like bonding I'll, when we talk to someone who really is passionate about it. I, I'll pick their brain on that, but um, I'm not too much into symbolics, and and that's really all all that feels like it would be to me. Now I, I'm open to the idea that maybe when it happens, maybe I'm like, wow, this is really cool. Um, I think I personally I, I'm just gonna be excited that it's it's done and over, and you know you get to hold your baby at the end, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. That, so
1: in my experience, yeah. and this won't, you know, be the case for everyone, um, we decided not to find out the gender. So we oh, went yeah. into pregnancy and into labor and everything without knowing if it was a boy or a girl. And we were asked when we got admitted in if uh, I wanted to announce what the, what the gender was after it was born. Um, so the plan was, you know, Corin would push out the kid. They would take it and kind of show me. And then they would set it on cord and stomach so they could clean it up a little bit. Uh, and I thought that that was going to be a little bit more emotional and exciting because, you know, it was a big thing to find out after nine months, you know, boy yeah. or girl. Uh, turns out, though, the doctors kind of just picked him up and set him on cord and stomach. And they're like, oh, did I see uh, some twig and berries there? Well, the, the doctor <laughs> totally said... <blew> the moment. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. The doctor said twig and berries... Something like that, or like, did I see some family jewels? One of those <laughs> innuendans, but yeah, but it's totally a d- totally stole that from me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you didn't get to announce it either. Um, uh, <laughs> Andy used a euphemism. Um, I thought yeah. <laughs> doctors, uh, hey, it's a penis, like what I you're the doctor. Like, if anyone gets to say penis, it's the doctor, I would think, right? Like, what twig and think, berries? Yeah. and that was your I moment,
1: confirm, but. <laughs>
0: You, did you say but you I got to really confirm? Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, that's a I, that's exciting, right? Uh, um, you have a son. Look at that. Uh, yeah. W- so running up, you guys didn't know the gender, um, and you wanted to be surprised, and and I'm sure you know, despite the uh, maybe anticlimactic moment that that was, at least in terms of you getting to be the star of that moment, um was it uh did you find it difficult at all because i actually i cannot imagine not knowing ahead of time
1: it was fine until we got to about 37 38 weeks and kind of finishing up plans on the nursery room getting things decorated kind of planning and you know what the by that that far in um, you obviously don't want to ruin the surprise by asking and getting it figured out that late in the game <laughs> right. but at the same but at the same time uh the curiosity kind of kind of compounds over all that time and what was your gut, just gut feeling to find out
0: did you have a gut feeling i know i had a gut feeling i've
1: been saying boy since we got our first ultrasound but i never saw one way or the other right uh what about corin um she didn't particularly have one way or the other i don't oh, think that's so I think weird she said girl just to be on the other side of me <laughs>
0: kayla wouldn't participate in my guessing game either but i i had um i had a gut feeling pretty early on that. Uh, that we were gonna have a girl, so I kept saying, "Like Kayla, what's your gut feeling?" She's like, "I don't have one." I'm like, "What do you mean you don't have one? Like you women's intuition? Right. Like you have a feeling, uh, you have a a guess about a lot of stuff." But you, okay, uh, but yeah, so so we're having a girl, um, and <laughs> it'll be kind of just to be the opposite of you. Uh, no, but
1: that's uh, <laughs> so so. You named him Renly, correct? Renly Steven Nabosny what uh what's that name about so Renly is actually from Game of Thrones one oh. of the minor characters that kind of dies early on <laughs> uh, oh
0: you're, okay we didn't uh, pick it.
1: we didn't pick it for any emotional attachment to the character itself we just like the name You like the
0: name okay that's that, and that's good
1: being a lesser character less likely to be attached to pop culture except for people that are good I guess
0: yeah, that's, um, I, that's fun. And uh, I know for sure that you guys were early adopters of that show because I remember you guys being in um, in that apartment in Novi or whatever, and you guys were like, oh, you guys watch Game of Thrones? And then you explained it to me, and I was like, that sounds dumb. I still haven't watched it, but it I was wrong, I guess, because everyone loves it.
1: Yeah, it's gotten really popular. But <laughs> we kind of started watching, I think, near the end of the first season, so we didn't catch it right when it started. I'd heard of the books. I think a little bit beforehand. Names names are always but, yeah, interesting.
0: Um, I know we've we've disclosed the name of our child to a few people, and um, everyone has an opinion. Um, <laughs> have you gotten any right. like weird reactions, or you could kind of tell that someone was, you know, not interested? I, and it, that's nothing against the name Renley, It's just one of those things where you could say any name. You could be like, you know, Joel, and someone would be like, oh. what are Okay. So <laughs> I'm just wondering yeah, if you run so into so that from
1: high school and he was a jerk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah, we didn't have any particularly negative reactions. We obviously have most of our friends and family back in Michigan, so we don't see people face to face and get their facial expressions uh, yeah, from That's it. fair, that's fair. So we only have had the positive reactions from Facebook comments or text messages and all that, which is good. Uh I'd prefer not to have a bunch of negative reactions, but you know that's why you don't disclose it beforehand you don't want people to uh, give you a negative reaction early on and then you start to be thinking yeah you don't want them to sway you and
0: ultimately i mean enough.
1: it's hard enough to come up with a name as it is you know especially one that you both like one that you won't be made fun of for whatever combination of your first middle and last name you have et cetera, et
0: that but that was my uh, that was my role in the name process was to uh, poke holes in the name and try to, <laughs> and try to ruin it just to, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know, I, I don't know if you guys did this, but you know, we'd put it through a test. We, you know, <laughs> can I make fun we of did. the name? Like when you imagine so and so, and then uh, Google the name and make sure it's not a porn star.
1: Good point. We did not do that, but we were fairly <laughs> certain that Renly Steven Nabosni is not.
0: It's not a good porn, not a porn name.
1: Fan.
0: Not a it's good really porn not. name. It's no Mickey Fairlane. It is not. It's oh, not a Mickey. No Elmo Chalet. <laughs> Uh, I cannot believe I remember my our porn names for some reason. Um, I've known Jake for a long time, and uh, I, I guess maybe that's why I remember that about you. I don't know. Uh, so it, that brings up uh, kind of an interesting dynamic that, in a way, we're actually both gonna kind of go through this, even though I didn't move, you know, a thousand miles away. Um, but as far as it, you know, when you guys go back to work, how, how long does Corin have off? By the way,
1: so Corin has some short-term disability that she's going to be using, and some PTO that she's going to be using. But FMLA gives her a full twelve week Okay, some of it being, but she can take a full twelve weeks off.
0: That's good. Um, I I thought that was it, it's interesting to see company policies on that, um, and it's also it, it's kind of absurd to me that it's like it's covered under disability but uh, that's another podcast i guess right but i honestly i didn't know that and I <laughs> kayla and i have been going through it and we're just like what okay um but that's that's
1: cool how long do you have off so my company gives me four weeks of paternity which is fantastic but i also have some vacation days saved up from so my plan is to kind of scatter my parental leave for appointments and stuff uh, i don't know a couple months i have to take them a week at a time Oh there you go. Um uh, so my plan is to kind of take a couple weeks off while people are visiting when Corin goes back to work. I believe it's going to get us through the end of the year, so we should be able to push daycare off. Until-
0: there, and that kind of leads me into my next question cause I, and that's what I was saying with uh with you guys being so far from home, it, is it first of all, the cost of daycare is outrageous. You don't have to tell me how much you're paying. I've I've looked around um and if you're not fam- yeah. if you're not familiar with that cost, uh, and you want to feel bad about your paycheck? Look up that cost, but I guess uh, yeah, are it's you get, just
1: really double your rent?
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, are you getting help from anyone nearby or anything like that? Uh, that's uh, it, it's a tough situation. It just because um, you know uh, it, it's so easy to lean on family when they're around, and and to be that far away is is that something you guys have talked about?
1: Well, we don't really have anybody nearby that we know well enough or would be available enough to daycare for us or babysit for us. So our plan right now is to just kind of look for like a three-day daycare instead of doing full-time. Both of us have jobs that are pretty relaxed in terms of working from home. Oh, yeah. So I could take a day to stay at home and take care of work stuff. if The kid is happy and healthy and has clean diapers and all that. And then Corinne can do one day a week. That reduces our daycare budget by...
0: That's good. Yeah. We're kind of, we're kind of doing the same thing. My, uh, my grandma's still in town. Um, and, and so I I think our baby's gonna spend a lot of time there, but, um, but yeah, my, my parents have since moved, uh, to Florida and then my in-laws are up in Traverse city, um, which isn't that far away, but it's too far away to drop off, um, (laughs) for a day or for a few hours. Uh, so we're kind of in that same boat. Um, I was kind of surprised that, that, um, like the, the, I don't know about how it is in Seattle, but there's a lot of like technology involved in daycare now, which is pretty awesome. Um, they like send you like pictures of your baby throughout the day, or at least there's a couple of ones around here that do that. Is that what you guys have going on out there? Do you know?
1: You know, I'm not sure specifically. We haven't actually picked one since we just moved to a new area about a month ago. Month and a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, um, you guys are nuts. So we don't actually have a place <laughs> picked out yet. Just, Just have really a baby and move. Ad, I, that's
0: idea. awful. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it's great news, right? But like, that's that's a lot to go on. So you guys decorated the baby room twice.
1: Yes. Well, the the first one we had at our rental, all we did is repaint, which wasn't too big. It was a small room, but painting in and up yeah. Then we had to tear everything down. We packed it all up moved it and put it all back together. Do any painting hanging some curtains and pictures we put up a little wasn't terrible but it did suck to do uh
0: yeah (laughs) and not to mention moving when when corn is is that far along uh no thanks
1: yeah well we just hired people and that made it a lot easier it was nice to not have to do it myself because done it more than enough
0: yeah i know um (laughs) so I I guess in the in the uh, few days practice you've had of this, what's been has there been any surprises or like anything you're kind of like, ooh, didn't expect that?
1: Um, I don't think I kind of anticipated everything. I didn't realize how bad broken up sleep could be in terms of sleep deprivation. Yeah. What
0: are you what are you sleeping right now? What's what's the uh, I'll say a schedule for lack of a better word, but I'm sure it's not a schedule at all.
1: Right. So early on, babies are kind of figuring out their feeding schedule and determining milk supply and all that, um, which means occasionally the cluster feed, they kind of just want to eat all the time. Same. And, <laughs> and turns out our kids is at night. That's when you, like to cluster, like 10 to like eight in the morning. So it's like every 60 to 90, sometimes much more frequent. Never heard that term, by the way, cluster.
0: Is that a doctor well, term or did you Google that?
1: No, that's, uh, we did a breastfeeding class and they talked about it a little bit. So oh. early on when they kind of start gaining their weight back, they start doing cluster feeding, then they'll kind of level out a little bit. I think there's yeah, I just, about three weeks in, they'll start doing it again to get a big one month growth spurt going on.
0: I just so, saved the time and asked you. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, uh, so needless to say, you're, not getting much on the sleep because of that schedule.
1: Um This I mean, is personally, I'm not doing too bad. corinne has got it worse. Cause she's the one that has to do the feeding. So she has to be awake and make sure that he doesn't falling asleep. And she's another problem. turns out they fall asleep while they're eating. So <laughs> you kind of have to nudge them to keep them awake and eating. Otherwise they kind of just stop. What and a life Put them down without them eating enough. They start crying again. It's a whole thing. Yeah. I'm I'll figure that out for sure. sure. I mean, uh, what I do is I sleep and let Cora and feed him, except for occasionally pick him up and rock him and try to calm him. but it's uh, really hard, honestly, the hardest part for me has been feeling kind of useless and that in that sound I don't do anything calm and let her sleep
0: yeah that's that's tough and and I mean that kind of goes back to the umbilical cord like at this point what what can you do really um I'm sure you'll make up for that later uh, but at the, at <laughs> <Yeah>. this point. <laughs> Uh, yeah, at this point it, it is kind of a AB and you're kind of the letter C there, just going out oh, here for you. Right. I'll get the ice chips. Do you want yeah. some ice cream? I'll and, go get uh, you some ice cream.
1: So we have a little pack and play in our room right now that we have him laying in when he's not, uh, we were recommended that we put him on a flat surface to sleep. So we brought that in. So he's uh, laying there. And when he starts kind of crying, I'll go pick him up and bring him over or I'll check and see if his diaper needs to be changed. And that's pretty much. Yeah. Changing diapers. And bringing How, uh, how is that?
0: <laughs> I, I hate poop and, and I know nobody's like, well, not nobody, the internet's a crazy place, but most people obviously do not enjoy poop, but like it is, a, <laughs> it's more of a mental block for me than anything. And like I, the cat poop, gets to me uh i we don't have a dog pretty much because i cannot like i i just cannot handle poop um as a uh as a soon-to-be father obviously that's i'm going to have to get over that um did you is what's it like for real (laughs) so because i keep
1: uh, early early on it doesn't really smell that much Okay. there's not much to it right now it's just kind of it's, a little, it's more liquidy it's kind of just green pasty really it's not it's not bad uh, obviously nobody wants to wipe up us but <laughs> it's not it's right. not as bad as it seems um, I've heard does it feel like bonding start eating solid food it's a bigger deal and it smells more but um, bonding I don't know I guess he seems to feel better after his diaper is changed and he can lay there and clean underwear yeah but, <laughs> you know we can all relate
0: love <laughs> a good nice fresh pair of underwear um a couple of just uh things we've we've touched on this before but um when you have a boy you have to uh decide whether or not to get him circumcised and you don't have to say exactly like i don't care right but like was that that's a weird decision to make for another human being. Did you guys give yeah. any pause to that or cuz cuz I Kayla, I remember like in the living room and I actually I th- I immediately texted you about this cuz at the time we didn't know what we were having and Kayla's like are we going to get him circumcised? And like it hit me I'm like that's a really interesting choice to make for another human being. Um it's and, and I hear it's almost a 50-50 proposition now, not like I think when you and I were born, it was pretty much the default, um, even if there was no real religious significance to it. Uh, I, I guess, did you guys put it much thought into
1: that? or? Well, from, from what little research I did on it, uh, I mean, I read a few articles. From what I read, though, uh, the basic reasons are having a circumcised kid kind of helps UTIs down, which is a positive. Yeah, but also at the same time, if you go uncircumcised. You just have to make sure you clean better under the foreskin, which isn't too big of a deal. Personally, mm, I'm It's enough for me to so say nope. To do that. <laughs> so I don't know how to do that properly. Yeah. I guess, uh, but I we made the decision that we're going to get them circumcised, and I think the it's mostly cultural at this point. So from what I've seen on the internet, it's kind of more common to do circumcision here in the U.S. than in Europe or something, but. Like at the same time, it could make some weird questions coming coming around the bend when the kid starts getting a little older and is like, Why do <laughs> I look different than you? <laughs> What's I'm up with your penis, that, Dad? Which probably isn't that big of a deal. But it yeah, would it's, be a weird thing to have to answer. It's easy. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's just one of those one of those like ten years ago. I never thought about the fact that I was going to have to, de- that I might have to decide for a human being whether or not to circumcise or, you know, right. <laughs> and, 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 you know, no one ever brings that up. It's just, you know, it's, it's apparently it happens and it's quiet. But like, yeah, when, when that was brought up to me, that,
1: that kind of hit me because that's, that's still a decision on someone's anatomy. Um, <laughs> right. And it's, it's not necessarily an easy decision to make. You just kind of have to feel it out one way or the other. Depending on, you know, whatever you, yeah, whatever your background is, I guess. I, I guess.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I it seems it's seems like it's getting more common to not do it, but I I, I think your reasoning was good enough for me. Also, the cleaning
1: the foreskin part was kind of like mm. circumcised.
0: Um,
1: yeah, I, I don't I don't really need to figure that out. I'm fine with not.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: No, that's but. fine.
0: Uh. So. This is a this question is more about me than you, um, but I, I just I just want to know if someone else is going through this uh, the way I am. So right now, like, if I hear a certain song on the radio or if I see something on TV, and I've never been like this in my life, but the last like four months, um, I am brought to tears so easily, and it's like it's a weird feeling. And it, it, like it's, it's actually a good like it, it's it's a good reason. It's a good feeling. I'm just wondering, does that happen to you at all? Like, just the the thought and the feelings behind having a child. Have you found yourself randomly overwhelmed?
1: Not particularly. Not any more <laughs> than usual. Anyway, I'm just a cry right, baby. Like... Okay. No, I mean it's. I've I've found myself to be emotionally open and available to things. Being older, not being a kid. I have found myself to be more receptive to seeing kids in public and finding it a little more exciting to see toddlers running around. Uh well, that's about it. Kids.
0: That's inter- So it's interesting you say that cuz I I don't feel that yet. Um I'm I'm going to love my child, right? But right now other kids are st- like little kids are still kind of like, eh, "Okay, you know, yeah. You stay <laughs> well, over there. <laughs> I'll stay over here. You're a t- yeah." carry on. Um, right, right. But yeah, there's, I, I mean, I, I would be like driving to work and a song would come on the radio. Um, qu- quite frankly. And <laughs> if you know me at all, you know that I, I love Darius rocker, right. And he has a song called, they won't be like this for long. I've listened to that song. Uh, yeah, thou- uh, yeah, let's say thousands of times and you know, it's, it's, it's a good song. It's written well. Never really hit me. Um, like last month, I was still commuting to Ann Arbor for work. Uh, it, it came on my Spotify on random, and like it's like halfway through the song, and I'm just sobbing like a baby in my car. And <laughs> so I was just wondering if, um, if maybe you're going through that. But uh, <clears throat>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think I'm the sole point of. Oh no, Perfect. no, no. You use on that and and that, and means, that goes I'm sure a lot of people go that way that
0: goes back to yeah, I, we're going to talk to on this podcast um I'm going to talk to basically my idea for this um and I, I think I'm going to do before this interview interview before this conversation plays I'm going to do a little bit of intro on on what I'm doing with the podcast but um so you can hear this Jake my idea is not um advice or anything like that because what the hell do I know? Um, but what I want to do is get a bunch of experiences and say, you know, here's what someone else went through. You know, here's what someone else is doing, and and basically bring that conversation to the table. Um, yeah. It, this it, I I'm never gonna come from an angle that like this is right or this is wrong. Uh, I cry like a baby, and you're stone cold tough guy. Whatever <laughs> you know. <laughs> Each of the I row.
1: didn't say that exactly. <laughs> oh, I know. I wouldn't but, say that about you either. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, I guess I did.
0: Uh, but yeah, I was just wondering. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, I guess that's um, that's what I was wondering. What? Uh, have you gotten? Have you gotten advice from like your dad or anything like that yet? Or I guess you, he hasn't really been in person yet. But has he? Um, has he parted any wisdom onto you? Any, you know, I, you I don't, don't have to so. like
1: tell me specifics or anything. I, if that's the case, I'm trying to think. I don't think so. I think he kept it pretty vague. Just you know, make sure I keep my wife and kid happy. He's always been pretty, pretty basic in terms of advice. He'd, yeah, you know, not super specific on things unless I want to get specific, which rarely.
0: Yeah. Well, and
1: that's so he's just kind of supportive and says, "Make sure you're doing right by them." And, you know, I've definitely
0: but i i just i guess i've been there's it's cliche right there's no instruction manual um and but i've been thinking more and more about that like how how do you dad like it, it's it's a per child basis we'll figure this out going forward i'm sure um let me well, let me phrase it this way is there something that um what from what from your dad are you going to use in your relationship with your son because how else do you know how to dad but you know through how you were fathered if you will right so right i guess is is there something you've thought about um and i i should preface this with the uh i didn't talk to you at all what we were going to talk about so if you don't have an answer off the top of your head that's perfectly fine and and my fault but if if there's something off the top of your head that you say like my dad did this and that's
1: how i want to do it what is it you know, I can, I can wing it, so that's fine. Uh, my parents were always great to me. It's kind of what I would like to be my own children. Um, I can remember more specifics about when I was or early teenager. They would occasionally ask me, like, mow the lawn or do the dishes or whatever. Bleach your hair. Or deal, they, were always, they were always very, um, what am I trying to say? They were always very allowing of me doing things that I was passionate about or things I enjoyed. They're always encouraging of sports and encouraging of, you know, music. And, you know, if I decided I wanted to work or if I didn't want to work for a summer, they were okay with it. But uh, they're, they're just very encouraging of the things I wanted to do growing up. And I'd like to make sure I stick with that. And they provided me plenty of opportunities to get into different things growing up. my dad My dad would always take me out to... Is it, is it Beaver Creek that has the baseball diamond right by it?
0: Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Beaver Creek, Wayne Ford Civic League. Uh, it's no longer Beaver Creek by the way.
1: Yeah. I think I remember that being a thing.
0: Actually, uh, maybe you know this too, then, uh, the place it was burnt down. So now it's not in. An-
1: oh, well, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, I'll maybe give you that tour I'm when you come sure. home for
0: Christmas. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Well, anyways, my dad would always drive me up to that baseball diamond there and he would just get me a bat, take his glove and do a couple of pitches and let me hit him. You know, he'd, he let me do the same. He let me throw a couple for him, and he'd pop them up and let me catch them in the outfield or whatever. And that was always great. I never really got into baseball particularly, but you know, he you encouraged said, me to try different things. Did not know that about you. No? I don't even think I've not ever not. seen you have a glove. But <laughs> I, I had one for a long time.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll play catch. Uh,
1: elementary school, I think, is the most I played. I was on a ball league for a while. People at Wildwood would always get together and play up at Wildwood.
0: I do recall that. Um, fair enough. Uh, so, and that's, and and that's great. I guess, um, the next logical question would be what's the, uh, what's the thing you're most excited about as far as what you get to do with your son?
1: Well, I've, as you know, I've always been kind of big into soccer, so I'd kind of like to have a kid that's always reasonable. And if not, that's fine, I guess. Uh, your friends sure aren't, you know, we, we like to do a lot of hiking and camping out here. I'd like to, start doing more fishing and stuff and then those are both bonding out of the house and I think those are things I really like to get
0: You're definitely in the right state for that. Um real quick, you brought up hiking and that that just reminded me. So, um I, f- I follow your wife Corinne, on Instagram and uh she's been she had been posting pictures of you guys going hiking and stuff while while you know, she's uber pregnant. And yeah. <laughs> so sometimes Kayla would and I don't recommend this um for most people but sometimes Kayla would be like will you get me a bowl of ice cream and and <laughs> so I'd look at her and I'd just be like Corin is hiking right now you can go to the fridge um would not recommend <laughs> don't do that uh it's it's not good for you and and the <laughs> the end of that story is that I get, I get up and get her ice cream uh, but yeah, I, I do like obviously. to give her a hard time. Uh, that and uh, there's some uh, award show where Beyonce was performing and she was uber pregnant. So I'll I'll bring that up all the time, too. It's like Beyonce did that performance where she was like eight months pregnant. Or yeah, Corin's hiking right now.
1: <laughs> well, the thing about Instagram is that it doesn't show you. There were, pl- <laughs> there were plenty of nights where Corin asked me to get her ice cream from the store when I went out. Yeah, And I would subsequently forget because I didn't write it down. And those weren't good nights. No,
0: no. Don't, um, don't do that either. Yeah, if there's <laughs> any advice I have. I, I, by the way, um, I, I also made another mistake where Kayla wanted a specific kind of ice cream. And we already had three uh, different gallons in the house. And I was like, can't you just eat some of the ice cream you have? <laughs> and I went home without buying ice cream. And I haven't stopped hearing about it. So, um, just go get the damn ice cream. That's what I learned. That's uh, good advice. Again, you don't. I, we're not supposed to give advice on this podcast per se, but that I, I think everyone um, can get behind. Just go get the ice cream. Shut your mouth. Yeah, go get I the ice cream. I think
1: that's worth being. In.
0: And that's and that's when you have to. Uh, that when you're when you're just fetching ice in the uh, in the delivery room. That's that's just. That's our role in all this. Um, all right, Jake. Well, I appreciate your time um, and, and you being able to share your experience and, and kind of going through this. This whole podcast concept is new to me, so I appreciate you kind of being my guinea pig. Um, down the line, uh, when you have something more to talk about, if you want to reach out to me, uh, feel free. Otherwise, I might text you and say, hey, you have a you have a toddler now. What's up? Right. Or something like that. It won't be that long, but uh but I, I, again i appreciate your time um and if you're listening uh there's more to these to come uh different experiences different just different stuff fathers go through is is the idea so um i, I thought a cool place to start would be with someone who is starting um and it has a little bit of a jump start uh on on you know being a dad to me here so i appreciate everyone listening and and uh, i hope you guys come back Uh, For more stuff like this and maybe still sports, learn more podcasts. Thanks, guys.